Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Monday, August 28th, 2023. At our top story today, creating curb appeal, landscaping your home. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, the garden guru, Brooks Oseman. Brooks, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Uh, thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Yeah. And uh, is your is your thumb still green? Anyway, uh, yeah. it is it is green. I, we're going to put like a superimposed green on that. Uh, well, Brooks, it's great to see you. And thanks so much for um, coming on the program. Let's start off our conversation. Let's talk about curb appeal. So we're going to get into the, the, a lot of detail about how you can build a garden, how you, the watering, all that kind of good stuff. But how important to real estate sales is the garden, the, the landscaping that's done? It's very important. Uh, you want to sell your house faster, make it look nice. Uh, the less people have to do when they move in, uh, the better, you know, at least initially. Um, but garden, a curb appeal is everything. Uh, you want it to look bright and green and shiny and um, pruned and mulched and edged and everything. So yes, it's very, it's very critical uh, for selling a house. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it can result in thousands upon thousands of dollars in additional uh, revenue to or profit, I guess, when you sell a home. Sure. Uh, yes, there's money that you might put in to purchase some bushes and mulch, but that's say you might spend a thousand dollars to make your front look great for a sale uh, that can turn into five or ten thousand dollars. So when it comes to landscaping, I want to take a step back because um, setting up the right design, it really, you know, have the right landscape, it really has to go with the home. How do you, how do you, how do you get started? I mean, someone like myself, I'm not um, inclined. I have mowed the lawn in my past life when I was a younger man, a younger child actually, but how do I get started to find out the right landscaping and the right approach to the home I have? Sure. Um, well, first I would look at, I'm going to pull up to the house and look at the color of the house and that's going to determine what plants I'm going to already have thought about right then and there. So if you have a white house, I'm not going to have a, 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 a limelight hydrangea, which I have right here for you. Hang on. All right. I love that. Limelight was... hydrangea bloom right look here. Look how pretty that is. Yep. Um, I wouldn't put that up against a white house. Um, I might consider putting up a pink Crepe myrtle, very lovely. I love this. You're like the Jack um, of gardening. Yes, yes. Um, well, what I do think about um, is first, it's really important when you move into a new home, right? That you don't really touch the landscaping for about a year because you don't know what surprises and um, beautiful things that you're gonna have popping up. So you wanna get through all the seasons before you really start messing around in your garden. So by that, you mean that there could be pipes or things that would tend to make you have to dig up the ground around? Is that what you're referring to? Well, I think I'm referring to you don't know what great bushes and, and perennials that you're going to have popping up. So if you start digging around early on and you haven't seen all your seasons, you don't know if you're going to be digging up bulbs or 
um, beautiful perennials that you know come back every year. So you, you just don't know what you might be digging up or getting rid of. And Brooks, when it comes to buying plants, buying the mulch, uh, you know we're living in a high inflation environment right now. Uh, how is how is the pricing of some of these components, the the plants, the seeds, uh, the mulch, has that gone up significantly? I would say mulch has remained the same price wise, and you can get really good deals at your uh, your local home stores. Um, I try to get five bags of mulch for ten dollars uh, when I can. I like to buy shredded hardwood mulch. That's my favorite type of mulch. Um, but plants have gone up significantly. Uh, I'll give you a, an example. I worked for a local uh, greenhouse recently this year, and they told me they get their 18-wheeler shipments out in Oregon and Washington State for a lot of their evergreen trees and shrubs, and they used to pay $3,000 for that shipment to come. Now it's uh, about eight or $9,000 for that truck to come from Oregon to Maryland. Wow. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's significant. It sure is. Um, Brooks, let, let's, I mean, you're living in the Mid-Atlantic in, in Maryland. How, how do you figure out, depending on the climate, so someone may be in the Northeast, they may be in the Pacific Northwest, they may be in the Midwest. How do you find, it, find the right plants, the right shrubbery, the right grass for your location? Sure. Well, I would start by knowing what zone you're in. Um, in Maryland, uh, we have a split zone. So I'm in Baltimore County. You go up 10 miles to the Pennsylvania line and it changes to a different zone. I believe that's zone 6B and I'm in 7A. So you do need to know your zones for your plants and trees. In fact, um, magnolia trees, which are obviously really gorgeous, they're mostly known to be in the South, but they go all the way up to Southern Pennsylvania and then that's about it. So you do have to know what plants are going to be able to tolerate what zones yes. yeah yeah really important because where you live in the mid-atlantic you get all four seasons typically there's a cold winter there's a warm summer which we're all experiencing and then there's the spring and, and fall uh last question for the segment brooks before i go to a commercial break what about grass uh that that really you know the type of grass taking care of your grass that can have a big impact on the curb appeal i remember my dad as a young boy leaning over and de-weeding. I mean, he enjoyed it. And he still does that, by the way, in, in his, at his age. You know, he's a mature American. Uh, how important is the grass that you select, whether it's Bermuda or some other type of grass? Well, um, as a gardener, grass is not my favorite thing uh, in a landscaping, uh, to be honest. Uh, but definitely you wanna have one solid type of grass. Um, we had zoysia grass growing up. It's real thick and it goes dormant real fast and it just doesn't look good. So that would be the last grass I would pick for curb appeal at a, at a home to, if you were trying to sell, let's say. So if, if the grass is really bad, you basically have to till the whole property and reseed and, and start from scratch. So um, that's what I suggest there. Yeah, that sounds very, uh, that sounds very costly, but can be necessary, I guess, if you have the wrong uh, grass on your property. Brooks, I want to take a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about watering, what to do with some of those annoying pests on your property. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. But if you're tired, but the sun is 
Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Brooks, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Thank you for having me again. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it's so much fun. Um, and, and, and really, I, I think people really undervalue the importance of landscaping to curb appeal and making the house warm and inviting, especially if you're trying to attract a seller. I know you wanted to make, I want to get into uh, watering, uh, especially in this heat swell that we've got, but I know you wanted to make a few more comments about gardening, what people should think, be thinking about. Sure. Um, when you're thinking about creating your garden and, and the, uh, thinking about heights and plants and everything, remember that when you plant a plant, it starts out, it, it goes to sleep basically. And then the next year it creeps and then the next year it leaps. So your vision of your garden is gonna take three years or so to accomplish. The plants will get bigger and fuller and fill in. And that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, also another saying is no slow and grow. So the first year it won't do anything, second year it goes real slow, and then the next year after that it grows. So you, gardening and plants uh, take patience and uh, Let's get to the watering now. Uh, it's hot out there, isn't it, Jeff? It is, it is. But that's really good. You know, I think people, you know, we live in a society now where it's immediate gratification on everything from the phone and people want, you know, they, they have a vision for what they want their home to look like. You do have to have a little patience because mother nature, she works at her own pace, right? Uh, let's talk yeah. about water because it is sweltering hot here in Charlotte. I was just in Baltimore visiting my folks where you are in, in the... Uh, in, in Maryland, very warm there as well. Let's talk about watering. How, how often should I water? Uh, what about the drought conditions that people are facing in the Midwest? Yeah, it's, um, it, climate change is a real, real thing. Uh, we're seeing changes in patterns uh, with months. Like for instance, uh, September in Maryland, the Mid-Atlantic is now really hot and dry all month long. Um, and that's a pattern that's been happening for the last five years or so. 
Um, and now November's are gorgeous. It's like 65 degrees every day in November. We used to have snow growing up in November. I remember. Um, so watering, so it depends on the plants. So the rule of thumb is a mature tree or bush needs one inch of water per week, whether mother nature provides that or you provide that. Um, but in a new garden, you're gonna wanna have these sensitive plants. See, they, the roots haven't been able to take yet in a new garden. So that takes two or three months for these roots to really get established into your garden. So it's critical that anytime it's over 88 degrees and sunny with no chance of rain, you've got to water all your plants um, every day when it's like that, or they'll go into wilt and die. And, and Brooks, how do you, you know, if you live in an area that is under drought or has drought conditions, uh, you know, I mentioned the Midwest, California, maybe parts on the West Coast, how do you balance that? Because you spend so much money to have these plants, you don't want them to die, but at the same time, you want to be a, a responsible member of the community. Is there a way to balance that, a rule of thumb that you can think of to help people kind of mitigate that? So if you had to not do it as frequently, um, you could do it. Well, that starts by creating your garden in the area that you live in. Uh, for instance, if you've been hearing uh, maybe on the news, the Phoenix area, they're ripping up all their grass all along the roadsides because they, they have to water that in order to make it look nice. So they're, they're putting rocks in place and, and gardens, the cactus gardens and things like that that have less water. So in my garden at home in Maryland, I have drought resistant plants like Maryland's state flower, the black eyed Susan. I have a lot of that in my yard. They don't ever need water basically. Um, so you can find plants that are drought tolerant. Um, and if you have areas that have puddling and water, it's in soggy soil, you can get plants that love to soak that up, uh, like Liriope, uh, a grassy ground cover. Uh, they love to soak up uh, excess water. So yeah, it really just depends, sorry. It really just depends in the area that you live in um, and the type of plants that you have in order of how much water you're gonna need. Um, I don't know what happens, I guess you have to buy bottled water to water plants or something if you live in some of those areas, huh? Yeah, that could be a, a pretty expensive proposition, but I think your rule of thumb, which is buy the plants for the climate, don't try to make something that isn't. If you, you don't want to make a place in Scottsdale, Arizona, you don't want to use plants that would probably appeal in Maryland and, and vice versa. Uh, Brooks, let's, let's talk about some of our six-legged friends. There's a lot of bugs out there. Uh, you know, mealybugs, ticks, uh, all sorts of things. Um, you know, people in, when I was a kid, when we were kids, they used to spray. I remember you'd, ha you'd have Chemlon and some of these other Trulon and others come out and spray. How do you handle some of these, uh, these bugs, which are just doing their own, own thing right now? Well, one of the things uh, that I can tell uh, everybody is that Bugs are pretty smart. Uh, they know a stressed out plant when they sense one. Um, the easiest way to get um, critters is going to be by ignoring your plant and letting them dry out too long. And then that sends a stressed out signal to the insect world that, uh, hey, come, come suck the life out of my trunks and leaves. Um, and, that, and so spider mites are the worst. They can, uh, they exponentially reproduce so within three weeks, there could be webbing on a plant and then that whole side of the plant turns brown and it's dead. So and, 
you can treat that with like neem oil, which uh, the idea of neem oil, it's safe for plants and pets and people. It's, a, it's an oil and it suffocates the eggs and the insects once it's sprayed onto the plant. Um, and you spray up underneath the plant's leaves and everything and let it drip all over the place. Yeah, I was going to, you brought up a really good point for those that have pets. And, and you know, back in the 80s and 70s and 80s, when I was a kid, we didn't think about, um, you know, some of the pesticides and things and what they yeah, impact. Yeah, now look they, at us. Now look at us. Yeah, right? well, look at me. I lost all my hair. I mean, at least you have hair and your hair is great, but you look, you look good. I, I, on the other hand, I'm a little worn for wear. Uh, but but really, in all seriousness, though, you gotta you really have to take into account the impact to the environment. And there are, to your point, really environmentally friendly uh, solutions to uh, eliminating some of these pests, so-called pests, and protecting the the, the, wild, the natural wildlife around you. Yeah, I I like to consider myself the natural gardener. Uh, I don't have any noise making machines. I have I have my spade for edging. I have my pruners for shaping, um, and and I have a handsaw for the bigger branches. And I I that's what I do. I I just use my hands and the tools that I have to make yeah. beauty. That to make beauty. That's right. And to make curb appeal. Brooks, we're gonna have to leave it there. You truly are the garden guru. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And look, we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness finance tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another great edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget... Roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.